Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Welcome back to the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Rhonda, again, back with you with more info about how you can grow a successful practice. I know that today's topic, though, is a little bit different. I want to talk to you about things that might be holding you back in the way that your practice is growing or your potential growth. And these are, I want to talk to you about six habits that you should quit, six habits to quit that are really holding you back. They're going to keep you from meeting the goals that you have if you even have them. But what these six habits do is they keep you stuck. It's like keeping you stuck in a ditch. You're, you keep putting gas, hitting the gas pedal, and you're trying to get unstuck, like maybe being stuck in the snow. And you just go and the wheels just spin and wheels just spin and you're working harder and harder and harder and harder. You can't figure out why you're not making traction in your business. And I'll bet you that you'll find in these six habits something that may be relevant and applicable to you that you may want to consider giving up really quickly. So I'm going to go through these six and hopefully this will help you. I was actually listening to a podcast. Oh, I don't know. It's probably three, four months ago. And these six things really inspired me. And I went to work on them myself personally to make sure that none of these were things that I was actively engaging in. And you're going to find yourself as I go through these, you're going to find yourself, you'll say, oh yeah, that's me. And there was a couple of them like that. And I really had to do some self-work on myself, some real internal work to get myself kind of through these because I don't want these types of habits in my life that are going to hold me back from doing what I really love and want to do and serving the people that I want to serve, which is you, friend. So this is all for you. You ready? All right. Here are the six habits that you need to think about ditching and they may be holding you back. So number one, trying to please everyone. It's so easy as healthcare practitioners to be, to kind of get in that zone where we go, oh, well, you know, you want to come in on a Sunday. Okay. I'll come in on a Sunday. No problem. Or, you know, well, I'll just give you a discount or, well, let me just give you a refund or, you know, lack of boundaries. So when we try and please everyone, it's just, it's impossible. A, you can't do that. You're never going to please everyone. And so having those boundaries around expectations, not only with yourself, but with the people in your life and really trying to please your spouse or your children or your patients or your friends, but getting into that people pleasing mode is a habit and a behavior that isn't going to serve you well as you age and grow and grow your business. So this is one that is I used to be more like this. I'm not as much now. Probably some of it is just age because now I just say, I don't give a rip. Like, I love you. I'm here to serve you. But if I, if I'm not your, if I'm not your person, I'm not your person and it's okay, but I can't make everybody happy. I just had a patient that left me because she was just not happy and I, it wasn't a good fit from the beginning, but I really, really tried 
and it just wasn't a good fit. And she, you know, shot us an email and said she didn't feel blah, blah, blah. And I just, I knew it wasn't a good fit and I'm not going to bend over backwards to try and keep her. It's okay. Like, but I did send her an email back and said, I'm so sorry. You know, let me see if I can find someone that can help you that can, you know, meet you where you're at. And let's see if we can get you some care from someone who can, you know, meet your needs. So I'm trying to help but I didn't let that people pleasing cause me to go running and chasing after someone to try and make them happy. So that's habit number one. Habit number two is self-shaming. And I call these habits because they really are kind of learned behaviors. We get into this mode with it has to do with self-shaming where we're listening to all the voices that are in our heads right? All the things that are rolling around in your head and those voices that are inside your head, they're never in your benefit. They're always trying to protect you, telling you that, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't go do that because it could be scary out there. There might be a bear out there. Well, you know, the last time you did that, you didn't do so well. So maybe don't do that again. And we'll remember that if you grow, make too much money, you know, your parents didn't make enough money if you make too much money, people are going to think that you're a snob and that you're taking advantage of people. So you maybe better not do that either. And then we get into the self-shame. I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. I, sh- I don't deserve to make enough money or whatever it is. I'm not a good enough mom or, you know, my business is never, ever going to be good enough. And I'm a failure. I'm not organized enough and I can't keep up. And I, I bought a course and I didn't finish it. Or I, I mean, we've all been there. Uh, All the things, this is all this self-shame, this wheel of conversation that goes around and around and around and around in your head. We have to stop and interrupt that. And when those thoughts and feelings start to show up, then we just have to say, wait a minute, time out. This is how I broke myself of this habit. I'm not always perfect at it, but I'm so much better. When I hear those voices start to happen, that thought starts to roll around in the back of my mind. The first thing I do is I just stop and I try and get very, very present to why I'm having the thought. In other words, what is my subconscious brain trying to protect me from? Because it's always a protective, that shame is protecting me from something. So I try and figure out what is the bear that my brain is trying to protect me from. And then I just say, thank you for trying to perfect, to protect me, but about worrying about not being a good mom. I appreciate that, but that's not true. It may have been true before, but it isn't true now. I'm actually a really good mom and I'm doing the best that I know how to do. And I love my kids with all my heart. Or I, I, what, maybe I didn't, I don't know enough about being a business owner, but that doesn't make me a bad business owner. I'm actually very capable of running a business because if everybody else can do it, why can't I do it? So thank you for talking, but I don't need you right now. I'm going to go off and do my thing. And you just have to interrupt it. You just have to stop it. It's like putting your finger inside that hamster wheel. That's just spinning, 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 and reaching in that cage and grabbing that hamster wheel and saying, no. I'm not going to have this self-shaming conversation going on anymore. So we need to break that habit. Habit number three, resentment. And you might think, oh, I don't have any resentment for anyone. Well, you might, or you might not. I don't know. know. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to say that resentment comes in a lot of different forms. And sometimes resentment can be nothing but ill feelings towards a family member or friend that hurt you or a competitor or, you know, someone that ratted you out or someone who did you wrong. Like we've all had that happen, right? I just had it happen before in, 
in my world. And it's hard. Like it's hard when you get that sucker punch could be an old business partner or a past employee, but resentment and holding on to that and making someone else wrong, you know, well, it's their fault. And that, you know, I guess that's, that's kind of leads into my next one, but being resentful and being like hurt, staying hurt and being angry and resentful about something that happened in the past doesn't do you any good. You have to let it go. And you let that go. You let it go for you, not for them. It doesn't excuse what they did. Yeah. Crappy people do crappy things. That's just the truth. But that doesn't mean that you have to hold on to it. You just let it go. And you go, you know, you do you, you stay in your lane and karma is a, right? And so you just let it go and you forgive and you move on. And everybody always says, well, I can't forgive because that person really did something wrong to me. Oh yeah, they sure did. They probably did. Ex-husband, ex-wife, whatever. Oh yeah, they probably did. You going to let them live rent free in your head in your back pocket or are you going to let it go and move on? That's the how we do it. My ex-husband used to used to tell me that my business was a hobby and that I would never ever make anything of myself. And I heard it from his family as well. And they used to say you're you're never going to do this. This is just your expensive hobby. You're never going to do it and it made me so mad and it hurt. I didn't like it at all. But it gave me the resolve to say nope, I will make this work. And so I just had to let it go. I'm just like, that's you. That's your opinion. You can do your thing. I'm not, I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to stay in my lane. So if you have those things that you are holding resentment for someone who did something to you and they really legitimately hurt you, it's time to let it go. Let it go. This allows space for us to grow and for new things to show up. You don't need to be dragging around all that weight behind you. I know this is like a therapy session, isn't it? I'm getting some therapy out of it myself. Yeah, baby. All right. Number four is making excuses, really justifying. Well, I'm not successful because my ex-husband said that I was never going to be, and that's why. Or I can't be a good clinician because uh, I was never taught, or I don't have a rep, or you know I don't know this or that, or I need to do. There's we always make excuse about everything, but listen, at the end of the day, don't justify your choices and don't make excuses about what somebody else did. Just own it, move on, friend. Let's go, pony up, get on the horse, and let's go. It doesn't matter. There are no excuses. We don't make excuses. We just say, well, you know, I didn't write it down in my notebook and so it didn't get done or I didn't, you know, pay a bill and I got a late fee or I didn't, whatever. Like, don't make excuses. Just own it. Move on. It's easy. All right. Number five, perfectionism and overthinking it. These are habits that will keep you paralyzed. If you overthink everything, you overanalyze everything. I'm kind of that way a little bit. I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but I do overthink things. And that keeps me paralyzed. It keeps me in one space because I won't move forward unless I I know the answer, but I'm all over the board. Well, maybe this, maybe that. What about this? Well, what if that's the wrong decision? What if this is the right decision? And then I get looping and looping and looping and the conversation just keeps going. And I talk to my husband, well, what do you think about this? Well, what about this? And finally, he'll just say to me, what are you doing? Like you, you have five minutes to make a decision. Sometimes he'll say, you have five minutes to make a decision. I want your decision in five minutes. And I love that he does that for me because he forces me to get off of the brain looping about overthinking it, not making a decision 
And I just, and he says, I don't care. Just make a decision. And if it's the wrong decision, then you'll figure it out later. But right now you're paralyzed because you're not making any decision. You're losing daylight. Let's go. And I love that. And so I have, he forces me to make a decision when I'm overthinking it. And then when I do, I'm like, okay, okay, got it. Now I'm good. And almost always it's the right one. Once in a while it's the wrong one. And then I just go, oh shoot, that wasn't right. Backtrack, do the different. So don't overthink it. Perfectionism is just fear masqueraded. That's all it is. You're just afraid. So just don't let perfectionism in there. I always say we're going for B minus work. Everybody graduates from college with a B minus. Everybody, every time. So unless you're trying to be top of the class, valedictorian, all that business, why do you care? Get a B minus and move on. Patients don't care. Just B minus work. That's what we're after. So that puts overthinking and perfectionism to bed. All right. Last thing is living in the past. So many times we make decisions because we're thinking about what we've done before. Um, I just was recently coaching with someone who in the past had had um, an acupuncture business and he had not done well in this business. And he just didn't set it up well and he didn't have good boundaries and he came in with a lot of limiting beliefs about himself and and he was in the middle of a, a difficult family situation and he just was all the negative all the negative all the negative and he just and he ended up having to close a business and so when he came to me he's like I really want to start this business back up again but all of that past experience just every time I would try and have a conversation it was all well yeah but Well, but that happened. Well, yeah, but, well, yeah, but living in the past, I said, I can't help you. I cannot help you if you're not willing to let that go. That's what happened way then. You are a different person now. Your life situation is different. Your circumstances are different. Your friends are different. Your spouse is different. Everything's different. Let's make a different story this time. Let's have a different outcome. Be open to new things. Be open to learning a new way of doing it. Be open to a new way of thinking about it. Don't keep saying, you know, I'm not good with tech or I don't know how to do a business. That's crazy. You might've been not good with it six months ago, but what's to say you're not great at today? I am 60 years old and I can like run my way around tech pretty good. So if you're 40 and you say, I'm not good with tech, I don't want to hear it. If you're 50 and you say, I'm not good with it, I don't want to hear it. Like stop making excuses and just say, I'm going to learn it because everybody can learn anything. When you went to chiropractic school, you didn't know how to do that either. And you learned how to do it. You didn't live in the past when, oh, well, I don't know how to do that. So I'm never going to be able to. This is a habit, a thinking that we have to get out of. Let it go. Yesterday's all gone. I can't go back there. I'm all about let's, how do we move forward? How do we move our business forward? So six habits, my friend that are holding you back. These six things, you got to ditch them, get rid of them because they will keep you from being successful in your practice. So here they are. Rapid fire. You ready? Number one, don't, you can't please everyone. Number two, self-shaming, like all the voices in your head saying you're not good enough. Number three, holding resentment for people who have hurt you. Let it go. Number four is justification and making excuses. Own it and move on. Own it. Doesn't matter if somebody else is doing you wrong. Doesn't matter. Just own it. Don't justify it. You, I don't know how to do tech. That's an excuse. Nope. Just, just own it. Move on. Number five is overthinking and perfectionism. Getting stuck in that. I can't analysis by paralysis is what I like to call it. That's number five. 
And then number six is living in the past, letting your past dictate your present and your future. You'll never grow. You can't grow if you're always dragging your past into your present and your future because you're only going to get a repeat of what you've had before. So I found these very challenging, very helpful, and I really had to go do some soul searching on these. And I hope that they are challenging for you as well. So I would encourage you to really think about these. If you if you need to go back and listen to the last three minutes, get them in rapid fire again, write them all down and do a little bit of introspection and see which one of them you got to do a little work on in order for you to be able to grow your business, move it forward and be successful as a clinician. That's what I'm here to help you do is to make you a successful entrepreneur, a very, very solid, wise and well-grounded business owner, and to help you be an amazing practitioner as well. All right, friend, take care. I'll talk to you next week.